From Relay FM, this is Analog. Today's show is brought to you by Red Hat. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Mr. Casey List. Casey, what is your middle name? Michael. Ah, uh, so yes, you're in the middle name Michael Club with mm-hmm. Stephen. I thought it was, but I didn't want to assume because I didn't remember. Yeah, but mine is spelled uh, without the Y. I'm sorry. Well, my name doesn't have a Y in it either. <laughs> it's just the nickname. Yeah. All right. Uh, how are things? It's been it's been way too long since I've spoken to you last. We need to address this because you're going to make jokes <laughs> about it. We so, do need to address Casey, this. Casey, uh, we are today is is the 18th of June. That's correct. And we have, as you hear this, have just finished episode 44. We went from episode 44 straight into episode 45. Also correct. Because maybe a day or two ago, Casey informed me that he was going to be on holiday and that we needed to record two episodes of the show. <laughs> yeah, so Aaron and I were taking, we try to go for a little walk each evening, uh, which we which we tried to do even before we got Apple Watches, but now have <laughs> the added benefit of helping with our green ring. But anyway, um, we were going on a walk. We were talking about, you know, what are we going to do next week? How, you know, what things we need to pack? What do we need to bring? Blah, blah, blah. And Aaron said to me very nonchalantly, well, what are you doing about your podcast? And I just stopped dead. Oh, crap. And this was, I think, either Monday or Tuesday night. And it occurred to me that in all my haste to figure out WWDC, to figure out um, the the week that we're back with all the stuff going on at the house because we got our AC and our kitchen redone, it just never even occurred to me that I have two podcasts that I need to get in before I leave, or I need to bring a bunch of equipment I really don't want to bring with me down to where we're traveling. And so I informed Mike like 48 hours ago, hey, buddy, we have a bit of an issue. And it's all my fault. And I am sorry. And and all kidding aside, I am sorry to spring this on you. But uh, we are rolling with it. This will probably be a slightly shorter episode, and we will we are not going to have any follow-up from Mike at the Movies because Mike at the Movies just ended 40 seconds ago, <laughs> and, um, and, and thus we haven't even released it yet, and we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming for most of the summer uh, after this, this one anomaly. So thank you, Mike, for bearing with me, and thank you, listeners, for bearing with us if this show ends up a little bit shorter than normal. Um. So, you are in vacation mode again. Yes, or to you, holiday mode, but yes. Yeah, sure. Um, what you, did, you, did you mention where you were going? I haven't on the show. Um, I don't know if I've told you, actually. So, uh, a very dear friend of mine, um, a friend of mine who was in my wedding years ago, he is getting married um, in, on the east coast of Florida a week from this coming Saturday. So it's the 27th or something like that. And so we are going to be going down, all three of us, we are going to be going down to Florida because I am in his wedding. And and so um, we're going to be going and seeing my good friend Dave get married. But since we were going to have to take the, or make the journey to Florida anyway, what we've decided to do is go ahead and kind of make a trip out of it and we're going to be starting out by visiting some family um, because I have some some relatives that are down in, in that area. And we're, then we're going to spend um, a couple of days um, in Disney World, which we can probably talk about and maybe should talk about. And then we're going to go to the wedding and then we're going to come home. So um, we are taking our nearly eight-month-old on a plane for the first time. 
We're taking him to visit family that he's never met. We're taking him to Disney World, which he's he's maybe watched 10 minutes of TV in his life, so he has no idea what any of this stuff is. And even if he had seen a Disney movie, he probably still wouldn't know what it is. Uh, and then we're taking him to a wedding. And all of this is probably going to be a complete and utter disaster, but we're, we're going, with, going into it with our heads held high and our hopes hopefully reasonably set, and we'll see how it goes. Who's Disney World for? Um, it's not for him. I can tell you that. No. <laughs> uh, so Aaron and I, when we got married, we um, honeymooned in Disney World. Uh, I had always, even before I met Aaron, for whatever reason, I always thought honeymooning in Disney would be a lot of fun. And typically when I vacation, as well, at least back then, now I've settled down a bit, but back then when I vacationed, my vacation was running around like a crazy person going and seeing things. So for example, when we went to London years ago, we basically were running around London the entire time we were there. Um, And so my idea of a great honeymoon was let's go run around Disney world. Um, as it turns out in retrospect, that prevents you from doing other things that perhaps you might want to do on your honeymoon because you're always running around at Disney world, but all in all, it was a great thing. And so, um, we had a lot of fun even touching that you probably shouldn't. So, uh, um, so anyway, so we're going to go down there and we're going to visit Disney. And as it turns out on our anniversary, will be one of the two days that we'll be in Disney world. Which is kind of nice. So, you, Mr. Planner. Yep. Uh, that, to be honest, it was kind of a happy accident, but um, I'm really glad it worked out that way. And so we will be, we will be going to, we are spending three nights, but only two days in Disney World. And um, we're basically expecting that it's going to be interesting and that Declan will probably not make it very easy on us. Uh, we are not expecting to ride any particularly interesting rides. Uh, as it turns out, my favorite ride at Disney World, not kidding, is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. And Mike, you've never been to Disney World, right? Never. So the People Mover is in the Magic Kingdom, which is like which is the kind of traditional Disney World. That's you know, there's several parks in Disney World. Magic Kingdom is the first one. It's the one everyone thinks of. It's the one with Princess Castle. And the, the people mover is in there. And the people mover is basically like a lazy river at a water park. I presume you've been to one of those, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a lazy river at a water park, but on land. So you get into these little trams and it just very slowly like meanders through a few of the different rides. It goes through Space Mountain and then brings you back to where you started. There's almost never a line. You always get a nice cool breeze on it, even in the hot summer, uh, hot Florida summers. And it doesn't look like a ride. It's sort of not. It's sort of just looks like a way to get from one place to another place. Well, you would think that, except the one place and the other place are the same place because it only it it drops you off exactly where you started. On paper, it is the worst ride in Disney World. But for whatever reason, I have always, always, always loved it. And so we expect that with Declan, we can go on rides like that that are very slow. Very gentle, not too well, much dark stuff. That stuff that he won't even realize is happening. Right, exactly. Because clearly this is the... This is weird. Do you like roller coasters? I do. I didn't for a long time, though. For a long, long, long time, I hated roller coasters. And the reason being, when I was like four years old, um, I begged my dad to take me on a log flume. And my mom was standing there and she said, eh, I don't know if that's such a good idea. And dad decided, you know what? He's four or however old I was. He's old enough. We're going to do it. And this particular log flume had like several drops in it. And apparently, from what I'm told, we went down the first drop. And dad was, I think, in front of me and mom was behind me in the log flume. And I turned around to my mom and I said, okay, I think I'd like to get off now. 
And there were like two or three more drops to go. And mom had to say to me, well, I'm sorry, Casey, but you're just gonna have to hold on. It'll be over soon. And from that point un- when I was four until I met Aaron when I was 22, 23, um, I never went on roller coasters because that feeling of drops, that feeling of like negative G's, I hated it and I couldn't get over it. Well, fast forward to when I meet Aaron and, you know, I eventually, not too long after we started dating, we started talking about, oh, you know, what if we get married, blah, 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 where would you want a honeymoon? Oh, yeah, I'd like to go to Disney World. Oh, I've never been to Disney World, says Aaron. I'd love to go. I'm a huge Disney fan. Wait a second, says Aaron. There are roller coasters at Disney World, right? Well, yeah, yeah, there's some. There's not a lot, but there's some. Uh, this is not going to work. If we're going to Disney World for a honeymoon, you're going to be riding those roller coasters with me. And so sure enough, um, it ended up that she kind of uh, coached me uh, into being a roller coaster fan. And we started with some smaller roller coasters at some of the theme parks near Richmond that do the like launch thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where instead of having a big drop, they just shoot you away from like the starting post um, Mm -hmm. using, uh, I think, linear electric motors or linear induction motors or something like that. And that's how I got into roller coasters was the negative G stuff I didn't like at all, but the rest of it I loved. And then once I got used to just roller coasters in general, I started doing you know the ones with the drops and started to get used to that. And the other thing I realized as I got older is, you know, I'm not a particularly strong guy, but if I really clench my stomach muscles really, really hard and I take a really, really deep breath, like so I take it and then I clench my stomach muscles, then it prevents the like negative G feeling that I hate from being quite so bad. Well, um, that's what they teach you in space school. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so that noise you have to make. Yep, and so, um, so yeah, so that's what I ended up doing or learning how to do, and that makes it a little better. And so now I'll go on almost any roller coaster, and I do quite like them. But I'd been to Disney World. God, this is a long and meandering answer to your question. I'd been to Disney World. Um, Today, buddy, that's what we need. I we know. need long, meandering answers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I'd been to Disney World a couple times in the past, like when I was a kid. And, you know, my brothers all love roller coasters. Both of them love roller coasters. And my mom used to love them, although she's kind of over it now. And my dad has always loved them. And so they would all go running onto these roller coasters. And I would kind of be left either by myself or sometimes mom would take pity on me and stay with me. And they would all ride these roller coasters. And so when I found a ride that I could ride, like the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, I loved it because it was something that I could do. And again, I like the tra- the people mover, same same thing, just different names. I like the people mover so much because it's it's all there's never a line in a Disney World. Everything is defined by how long the queue is. There's never a line. It's very nice gentle, uh, very easy, and it's always a nice breeze. So I've I've always loved it. I like that you said queue. That was for you, darling. I know. I like it when you do that. Stuff. You, you love a good queue. So. Is this going to be a full shutdown trip for you? Are you are you planning to stay away from the internet? Is it one of those kinds of trips, or do you not really have a feeling on that? Uh, it depends on how you define staying away from the internet. Um, as I've gotten better about declaring Twitter bankruptcy, in fact, I just did this morning, yet last night, and then again this morning. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at doing that these days as well. I don't really worry about it so much. Yep. Um, so as I've gotten better about that, I think that allows me. It, it gives me less guilt about unplugging, which is a terrible thing to say that I have guilt about not looking at Twitter. But if I'm honest, that's how I feel sometimes. Well, now that I've gotten better about declaring bankruptcy, I'm better at not worrying about that guilt. So I hope that I'll unplug um, a little bit more than perhaps I have in the past. That being said, when I went to San Francisco, 
um, I wanted to get data for my iPad because it's nice to have it when you're traveling. It's nice to have it when uh, you're sitting in sessions on WWDC's overclogged Wi-Fi. And so I got a cellular plan for my for my iPad, and I got the like one of the larger plans rather than just like maybe a, a a gig or something like that, which is probably all I would need for a week. I got like five or six gigs or something like that, knowing full well that this same month-long plan that I started last week, I will still be able to use when I'm in Florida next week. So I will have the ability to get online pretty much anywhere, but I'm hoping that I'm going to be more in the moment than that. We'll We'll have Aaron report in after the fact and let us know. But we'll see. Are you nervous about taking Declan? Like, is that is that something you're a bit concerned about? Like, it's a there are so many uh, unknown entities in that scenario. Yeah, I definitely am. I almost feel like I'm more nervous about things, and what I mean by that is, it's surprising how many things a baby needs, um, and. And so he he needs a crib, he needs diapers, he needs food, um, uh, toys, burp claws, clothes, all of these different things. And I'm scared that we're not going to remember a thing that we really need. With that said, we're renting a car when we're down there. And so schedule permitting, we'll be able to go to like a Walmart or a Target or something like that and acquire things. But obviously, that's not the intention, right? You intend to bring everything you need with you. And so we're, Aaron and I are both a little bit stressed about um, about how we're going to be able to handle getting everything down there. Like, are we, what, which stroller are we bringing? We just bought a different stroller because the one that we usually use is very heavy and very big. And we brought, bought an umbrella stroller, which is to say it collapses very small. Um, you know, which, which crib are we bringing? Are we use, are we at the mercy of the hotel cribs and stuff like that is very stressful in terms of him handling the plane ride. I hope and think that will be okay. It's only an hour and a half or two hours, something like that. It's not terrible. And it is direct. Um, our hope and intention is we, we have scheduled it in such a way that maybe he'll be able to nurse a little bit as the plane is taking off and thus that will force him to swallow and hopefully get that like pressurization out of him very quickly. But gosh, only knows. And we'll see what happens. This might be the worst idea I've ever had in my life, but I'm hoping it's going to work out. Okay. By the time this episode goes out, you'll know the answer. Yeah, we, we will be halfway through our trip. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I'm really excited to see family that hasn't met Declan yet. Uh, this is some family that used to live in Washington, D.C., and so that's only a couple hours north of us. We used to see this family a lot. And a few years ago, they moved down to Florida, and we I, I may have seen them once since then. And so I'm really amped up and excited to see them. Uh, we're going to spend a, like a day and a half with them. Uh, I'm super excited to go to Disney World. Um, it's one of Aaron and I's favorite places, Aaron and my favorite places in the world. And I'm excited to show Declan that, even though he's not going to know what the crap is going on. Um, and so I'm really amped up about that. I'm excited for the wedding. I'm really anxious to uh, to have my friend get married. Um, he's I, I guess you could say he's the last one of like kind of a core group of us that that all went to college together. Um, so I'm really excited about that. 
Um, actually, it's one of the other members of this core group that got married in Vegas a few weeks ago that I don't remember if we talked about on the show, but I was supposed to be there, but the flight got canceled at the last minute. And so that was really devastating. Um, so this is the last one. And, and I'm anxious to you know, see my friends again and kind of party with them. But uh, more than anything, I'm just anxious to get away with Aaron. You know, it was it was lovely to be with you guys in San Francisco, but it's also bittersweet. I'm sure you felt the same way because, you know, Adina wasn't there. Aaron wasn't there. Declan wasn't there. And so I'm anxious to have some time alone with Aaron and Declan um, just to spend time with them. Cool. I'm, I'm, I hope that you really enjoy it and I hope that it all goes really well. I sure hope so too. We're, we're trying to keep our expectations tempered. Like I'd said earlier, we're trying to expect that, you know, we'll be in Disney world for like an hour or two and then have to come back to the hotel room for a while. And especially when he naps from among other things, and we'll go in for an hour or two and come back to the hotel room. This is not going to be the kind of Disney experience that Aaron and I are used to where, you know, we wake up somewhat early, go into the parks basically as they open, run around all day, come back at like midnight, you know, it's not going to be one of those sorts of adventures and that's okay. Um, that's going to be the rest of our lives for at least for the next 18 years. So we got to get used to that, but I'm excited. And, and I don't know, I feel like Disney world is the kind of the geographical version of Christmas. And by that, I mean, it's hard to be in a bad mood around Christmas time and it's hard to be in a bad mood at Disney world. It can happen, but it's hard. And so even if Declan turns out to be a terror, even if things don't go exactly as we want them to go, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to roll with it and, and we'll be able to just enjoy the time together. We'll see. Let's take a break. All right. Thank our sponsor for this week's episode, and that is Red Hat. At this point, everyone understands that in the right situations, open source software is important technology. It's useful and powerful. No one really disagrees with that. The most successful open source project of all time is the internet. Tim Berners-Lee put the WWW in the public domain. Then, of course, there's Berkeley Unix, TCPIP, BSD Linux, Android, the Internet of Things. You get the picture. The only real disagreement is whether open source can be used in an enterprise situation for people to do their most important work. Red Hat has been settling this debate one customer at a time for over a decade. They started with Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and today they certify and support applications development, storage, and cloud infrastructure for every conceivable enterprise deployment. The New York, New York Stock Exchange, DreamWorks, each and every airline, healthcare company, and telecom giant in the Fortune Global 500 all rely on Red Hat. In fact, more than 90% of all the companies in the Fortune 500 are Red Hat customers. Because they get powerful, constantly improving innovation of open source without the risk of having to do it alone. It's that simple. That's why they choose Red Hat Enterprise Software. It is trusted in the most demanding of data centers. Find out what they can do for yours at redhat.com. Excellent. So I wanted to talk about another uh, brief topic with you today. And it's something that occurred to me, I feel like when I was listening to one of your other shows just a day or two ago, and when you were in San Francisco, you came back with more in your luggage than you arrived with. And specifically, you came back with a new Apple device. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah, I bought an iPad Air 2 while I was in San Francisco. Did you plan on doing that beforehand? No. Okay, so as you were in San Francisco, on a lark, you decided to buy an iPad Air 2. Yes. And which iPad Air 2? Uh, 64 gigabyte space gray. What's the smallest these days? Is it 16 or 32? 
16. Good still. Oh, God. Yeah. I, did, I, I thought it was. And then I was like, no, that can't be right. So you get this 64, which is the middle of the road. That makes you feel a little better. Middle of the road iPad Air 2. Does it have cellular? No. Okay. Have you had an iPad with cellular? Yeah. And it was fine. But these days I could just tether. Like the tethering's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's I, I wouldn't use it enough that I would need to buy it. Fair enough. So you decided kind of on a lark to buy this iPad Air 2, I presume because of the new developments in iOS 9? 100%, yes. And this costs, what, like 600 bucks, something like that? Yes. That's a not in a not small amount of money to spend kind of on a lark. Like, it's one thing to get yourself a, you know, a $20 or $30 toy or maybe even a $100 toy, but a $600 Maybe I shouldn't call it a toy, but toy, that that's a, that's a lot of money to spend just kind of on a whim. And I feel like where I'm going with this is, this is not the first time and probably not the last time you've done this sort of, sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you bought- This is a meme. This is a, an ongoing joke that Mike buys stuff. Right. And, and you know, it is a joke, and we have all joked about it at some point or another, that you've bought watches, like smart watches on a lark. And sometimes that's worked out really well. I th- Was I- no, I bought, I bought that one seriously. I bought a Nexus 5 while intoxicated. <laughs> so, yeah, that that tends to happen. And to be honest, when you're when you're under the influence of uh of a little bit of alcohol, then anything can happen. But I feel like this is not a rare occurrence for you to buy things like that. And to me, I I guess I have a couple questions here. One, do you what makes you do buy something like that kind of on a lark? Is it just because you want it or not? Two, um do you ever feel like guilty about it? And three, do you think it's a problem either way? So a lot of this stuff these days, because I have, I mean, people think that I haven't, I have gotten better at this. I used to spend a lot more money on this stuff than I do now. And now I I find myself frequently wanting something that I would have previously purchased and I don't buy it. Um, and that has just been something that has happened to me since I started working for myself. I'm a bit more sensible about some of the decisions, the purchasing decisions that I make. Genuinely, like, um, I wanted one of the new MacBooks. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I could have bought one. I had the money to buy one. I had the available money to buy one. But I didn't buy one. And why is that? Because I know there isn't enough utility in it for me. I already have a laptop that I use. It didn't make any sense for me to get it. Now, the iPad, the reason I did this is because the advancements to the iPad software is what I've been asking for, which is treat the iPad like a a device unto itself, right? Mm -hmm. And these enhancements only exist in the Air 2. I haven't bought an iPad since the iPad mini with Retina Display, the first one. Yep, same here. So I I haven't bought an iPad for a few years. That's only been two, I think. Well, yeah, but still, it's an Apple device, right? You know, we a lot, many of us, and I used to be one of those people, I just buy ev- one of everything. But I've skipped the generation, and I wouldn't have wait. I wouldn't have bought an, an iPad until October, if you know, to, yep, to see what yep. was going on. But there has been enough changes in the iPad Air two that I felt like I wanted to to, and I genuinely I wanted this so I could talk about it properly on the shows, and also. I have ha- I have this desire right now to have a small device to do work from when I'm traveling and maybe to try and get out of the house more and have a small device to do work on. And that was why I was toying with the idea of buying the MacBook. Right. right. So I have bought the iPad Air 2 instead of the MacBook. 
Okay, and that's a lot cheaper, to be fair. Yeah, but here's the other thing. Let's presume, so this, this is why I made this decision. One of the reasons I made this decision, especially while I was in the US. It cost me round about 380 British pounds to buy this iPad. Mm-hmm. If I bought it in the UK, it would cost 100 pounds more than that. Okay. So when it comes to October, and I either decide to keep this device and... I've just, you know, I spent a bit of money and I've got some work down out of it in the idea of knowing what, so I can talk more intelligently about what's going on with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Or I decide I want the new big iPad. Right. And I sell this one and I sell this one. Mm -hmm. I will have lost maximum about 50 pounds on the purchase. That's a fair point. That's really not bad. Because this will be sold at UK prices. And I would say if I if it lost 150 pounds in value, that would be a surprise. Mm-hmm. You see, this is a new calculated, Mike. Yeah, that, it makes sense. I, I want to argue with you so badly, but it makes sense. Like I know that I've made the the decision in spending the money, which is a lot, which is a lot of money, but it's it was paid for by my business. I yeah. had the money available. I've been earmarking money for something. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't spend as much money as I thought I would spend in San Francisco. I'm, I was like $200 under the budget that I put aside for oh, myself. That's, that's impressive because getting out of San yeah. Francisco for less than $11 billion is difficult. So there's, there's another thing. See, I, you know, I have this, this reputation apparently of being frivolous, but uh, I, am, I feel like I'm getting better at it. And, and, and I know that it's still crazy to, buy, to spend that amount of money on a thing just for whatever but i already feel like i'm being able to start thinking more intelligently about this device and there is an element and we do use this as a justification of course it is a justification but there is an element in me being able to understand this so i can do my job properly yeah that makes sense it's it's different for me because this is you know doing podcasting is both my job and not my job you know what i mean and so it's hard for me to really justify any sort of large expenditures other than like microphones in order to do it. That being said, I'm trying to convince Aaron that I might be at the point where maybe I can go on the annual uh, phone upgrade cycle. We'll see how that goes this year. This year's last year when I got the six, that was an off cycle upgrade. And I'm not really entirely sure how I got Aaron to, to go along with that. I'm curious to see what happens this year when strictly speaking, she should be the one getting the upgrade and I should not. And I'm hoping, I mean, I told her I'd get her an iPhone or we would get her an iPhone six as well. And she just didn't have any interest in it. Um, this year with the six S presumably, I'm curious to see what the two of us do. Does she get a six S and me not? Do I get a six S and she get the six? Do we both get a six S and none of us change anything? We'll see what happens. But, but yeah, it's a little different though, because this isn't my full-time job. I, I don't I don't think it's as easy for me to justify it as it is for you. And, and it's reasonable for you to justify it that way. It makes sense for you to justify it that way. But for me, it's not quite so cut and dry. It's like the Apple Watch. I just flat out wanted it. Right. Like, I just wanted it. I genuinely, I approached this iPad Air 2 as a, I think this is good for the shows for me to have this device. Mm-hmm. Because I think more, I actually want the MacBook more. Right. Like, I have a real desire for that machine. On account of what? I go into the stores and I pick it up 
And I look at it and I turn it around and I'm like, you are one of the most beautiful pieces of technology I've ever laid my eyes on. Yep. It's, I think that thing is stunning and that's what I want. I want that. The, the iPad, I still think that there are things about the big iPad that are kind of ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Like the, the icons just look dumb. <laughs> like after using a small iPad, after using the iPad mini, to me there are still so many things about the iPad interface that look awkward. And plus, this thing is lighter and thinner. It's still too big and heavy for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I I find it really uncomfortable to type on this thing in portrait. Like, I have to use the split keyboard because, like, it's all misbalanced when you hold it at the bottom and, like, it's awkward and it's heavy and I can't, like, I can do it, but it's not comfortable to, like, to type normally on it. And this isn't, like, the my dream device. It's the device that I'm being more sensible with. But I admit that I, I buy things that I don't need to buy but seriously i'm getting a lot better like i i see you've got pens in here i don't buy as many pens as i used to oh yeah how about yeah i, I really have calmed that down like i spent quite a bit of money in atlanta but that was like wow. the pen budget that i'll spend for like six months or something now where i would have spent you know i used to buy loads of stuff but i don't buy as much of that anymore like i am really trying to be a lot more sensible because well one because i'm trying to save for a house and two because i feel like I need to have more control over my money now because it, my money is in less control. <laughs> right. It, you need to have more control because somebody has to have control over it. And, and yeah. And, you know, you, it's not a guaranteed income like it used to be. So, like, yeah, on the 20th of every month, I would receive a paycheck. Admittedly, I'm making more money now than I made at my old job. And I have done every month I've made more. But even still... I feel like there's less control because it's not it's not like a guaranteed amount on a guaranteed day. Sure. So like I have money in the bank always like that, you know, and I put off purchases even though I have money in the bank because I wait for more money to come in and I'm trying to be a lot more responsible and sensible with my money. I feel like I've grown up a little bit and it is simply because it's like if you don't do this one month, you might not be able to pay the bills yeah. because you might be waiting on a couple of checks that's stuck in the post somewhere. Yeah. Like that's and that's hard. It was just a realization that I made on like the first day. And especially because like in my uh two days after uh, two days before I was leaving my job, I found out that I'd done some miscalculations in the salary that I was gonna get. I remember this. And I was losing a month. I lost an entire month's money. And I was like, oh, that's painful. And then I was like, but you know what? This is going to happen now. Stuff like this will happen. And mm-hmm. it's about how you deal with it. No, it's very true. I remember this. And you were, for a few days there, you were really concerned. I would have been. Shoot, I'd still be concerned about it six months later. But uh, but it's um, it's funny. You know, you said you kind of implied something earlier, and I couldn't agree with you more, that, you know, if you have a little bit of savings that you're able to squirrel away, that for me anyway, that makes it a lot easier for me to weather any sort of financial storm that may occur. You know, like us deciding to do the kitchen and the, and the air conditioning. You know, we didn't plan to do those things, or certainly we didn't plan to do the air conditioning exactly when we did. But luckily, we had saved our money and not bought a bunch of frivolous things that I really wanted to buy. And we had saved our money. 
And we had enough of a cushion that rather than having to get like a home equity loan or something like that, we could borrow from our own savings, if you will. And and it sounds like you're doing the same thing yourself. And and I think that's a really powerful way to give yourself more control and and more cushion and comfort with your financial situation than perhaps you would have otherwise. Um, so I, I completely uh, concur that, that that's the way to go. But it sounds like you're getting better. Are you, are you into comics? I don't remember. I thought you were at one point. Yeah, I I enjoy comics, but I don't I don't buy comics anymore, and that is simply because comics are so expensive, and there are things you can do like Marvel Unlimited, where you can kind of for for a good price you can get uh, access to a bunch of back catalog stuff. It's just not really something. If I ever want to get back into comics again, that's probably what I would do. But if I think if Marvel did uh, a, a model like this, but for everything, including new stuff, I would probably do it. But it's just this thing in the back of my brain where it's like, eh, it's just old stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why I don't do it. You know, like I'm looking for like a true Netflix model or something. Right. I, I get that. All right. Um, do you want to do like one or maybe two relay your feels? Maybe just one real quick. Yeah, let's do one. So this is actually one that related to something a little bit earlier, like when we were talking about what somebody was talking about right at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff asked, "What is it like having an uncommon spelling of your first name? Do you enjoy it, or is it all <laughs> damn you autocorrect all the time?" Because what did I don't know how it came up at the start of the show, but oh, Michael with a Y. Yeah, yeah. I've probably told this story on this show before. I know I've told it before, but. Basically, for me, like the spelling is just a choice. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just chose when I was like sixteen years old to start spelling my name as Mike with a Y. And do you, uh, do you remember the genesis for that? You just want to be different, or was there something that you seen you had seen that made you want to do it? My girlfriend at that point had a couple of friends who were also Mike and she liked the idea of me having a unique way of spelling it. Mm-hmm. So she picked it. Okay. Like she was like, why don't you go with it being a Y? And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Hmm. You know, trying to impress the girl. Of course. Well, you said 16 ish. So yeah, you're definitely yeah, trying was, to impress the girl. Yep. And so I was like, yeah, I'll go with that. And it stuck and it, it just really stuck. What did your um, what did your mom think of that? Was she like, "Are you kidding me?" or was she into it? She doesn't care because she calls me Michael. Mm, fair enough. She never shortens it. Okay. No one in my family does. Oh, really? Like brothers yeah. too? Brothers too. Interesting. And they're the same, so we I only call them by their full their full first names as well. So And they both got two syllable names. Okay. Interesting. Well, you know, whatever works. Um I don't know. My family doesn't really do nicknames. We all have short names. It's uh, Casey, Adam, and Brady. Um, but Aaron's family, who really don't have long names, um, but whatever for whatever reason, they're big into nicknames and nicknames that are like completely nonsensical. Um, I don't even. I can't even think of like a great example. But um, like, but sometimes they're words. Sometimes they're made up words. But everyone has like fifteen different nicknames. And so I tell you what, when I met Aaron, it took a long time for me to realize that who who was being spoken of when I would hear um, when I would hear all these different nicknames, like Squish was one of them. And I was like, who is Squish? Is that a person? Is that a thing? Is that a dog? I mean, I don't even know. Um, and so it took me a long time to kind of decode all of their nicknames. Um, but that being said, uh, it's been funny. Um, it's been funny trying to, uh, 
to figure all that out and then embrace it over time. And now I find myself doing the same thing that calling them, you know, nicknames or sometimes even inventing my own or whatever, or what have you. How do people shorten your name? Uh, case, case. Do you like that? I don't mind it. Like, um, it, it depends on who, like if my family or Aaron does it, it doesn't bother me. Um, if someone I don't really know well does it, I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, my dad used to call me when I was little, he used to call me case man all the time, which is funny cause that's no shorter, but, um, I don't I know. I, that. That's kind of, en- man. yeah, I, that, that was kind of endearing. Um, but, um, but I don't know. I, I never really had any nicknames really. Like I have a couple with Aaron's family that again, are, I'm drawing a blank on what they are. Um, but nonetheless, it, I've just never really been a nickname kind of person. Like not, not that I dislike them. I just never really had one. Maybe I'm just boring. I don't know. Because, like, I have never even considered shortening your name. Yeah, it's just not a very long name to begin with, you know? No, but it's, like, the same uh, with Stephen. He doesn't like to be called Steve. Mm-hmm. So I've never, I just never call him Steve. And Stephen is a big name, but it's, like, that's just how I know him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm... I'm I, I wish I had some, I, I feel like there's some sort of like grand epiphany or insight that, um, that I could give here, but I just can't put my finger on it. But for whatever reason, I've just never, never really had, I never really had friends with nicknames other than like Mike for Michael or Dave for David, you know, something like that. But, you know, Aaron is basically Aaron. We have a couple of nicknames that we use privately that if I share on the show, she'll absolutely murder me. Um, Same. Nope. I wouldn't even. Yep. Not happening. But, um, but other than that. Um, Do you call Aaron Mike? Is that one of the nicknames? I do call her Mike. This, this, yeah, this way, okay. no matter who it is I'm talking about that I love with all of my heart, both of you know that I'm referring to you. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It's it's weird, right? Because I completely, I'm completely disassociated with Mike with an I. That's funny. Like when people write that to me, it's like it's not even like you spelled it wrong. It's like that is just not my name. Mm-hmm. It's that's weird to me, but I mean, it makes sense. It's like know. somebody put in case you have a K. Yeah, yeah, which is that would totally strike me as somebody else. You're right. That that would not even I would not even consider that to be me. But it was funny, like to find out that I'm not the only person that spells it this way. Oh, really? Yeah. So Dan Moran has a friend who spells Mike with a Y. I didn't know that. Yeah, there there are people. There are others. I'm not the only one. Like, I always thought that I would just get the Mike usernames of stuff. Like, I really wished that I just had picked Mike Hurley or something as my username. But, like, I, I needed... Um, it was when I was trying to come up with a Gmail address and I needed an extra character, so I went with iMike. Mm-hmm. And I have some numbers in there as well. but Which was a reference to, like, iPod and I... Well, I, I, guess... just, I just got on my first iMac. Ah, I gotcha, okay. So I liked how close iMic sounded to iMac, so I just went with it. That makes sense. Although now, you know, you are in the same boat as Apple in that you this is something you're never going to have to get away from. You're never going to be able to get away from. But, I'll, just, I'll become Apple Mike at yeah, some point. Yeah, right. Something like that. I see what you did there. All right. I think that's probably good for this week. Uh, again, a little bit of a shorter show this week since we did these back-to-back. But, um, but I feel good about this one. So Good. Excellent. Enjoy your trip. Thank you. I appreciate it um hopefully it'll be okay um we'll see what happens maybe maybe we can maybe we can record like a uh, roaming 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 reporter from like whatever it is maybe i can like 
use my iPhone earbuds and do like a five minute episode uh, that will record via like I might not even bring a computer. Um, uh, so maybe we'll, I'll be able to check in and just say, oh, yeah, this is terrible or oh, yeah, this is wonderful. If you want to catch us online, there's a couple of ways you can do that. If you want to find Casey's Disney tweets, he is at C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. <laughs> and he also writes at CaseyList.com from time to time. It's always good stuff. And I'm uh, I Mike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, thanks again to Red Hat for sponsoring this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Casey List. I'll see you later, Mike.